right, hey everyone, welcome to episode 158. I'm Brian Pierbrosi, this is Brett McCall, and um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about diving into some things that we've had some conversation about, and um, I just wanted to continue the conversation, I wanted to share the conversation, and, and so here we are. So, you're welcome. Hi everybody, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, and anyone, please feel free to ask questions, to, to uh, contribute your stories, comments, questions, inquiries, jokes, whatever you want to share, and uh, we'll, we'll engage you in the conversation as well. So, the conversation, you could say it's about virtual reality, but it's about a lot of things that interrelate to virtual reality. Ultimately, I think it's about spirituality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we're going to start with virtual reality. Which actually could be a kind of virtual reality. Could be, could be I like that. Yeah, we're going to go deep today, <laughs> and uh, we just welcome you to dive deep with us and see where we end up. It's sort of a exploration in the consciousness is the way I kind of I kind of view it. So I'm I'm excited about what's happening with virtual reality and you're you're a part of it. You're at the forefront of it. You're you have something locally here in Asheville that we'll talk about and um, you used the term futurist in the video I was listening to today, which I'm also really fascinated by. So it's like there's this tech, these technological advances, and I feel like these technological advances are pushing us to the brink of really questioning what is reality, who are we really, what's possible, what's not possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like there's this potential to create worlds that feel as real as this world, mm-hmm. right? So then that, that brings up the question which is, a, which is the spiritual question for me, which is, is this world a real world, you know? And the, the spiritual teachings, the spiritual sages throughout different ages and cultures and times have said, no, this is not a real world. You know, this is, um, this is an illusion, this is a dream. Um, this is, you can, if you want to put it in like sort of virtual reality terms, simulation. Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of my inquiry with you, and, and what I was excited about is you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it, I know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, somebody understands what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> this is a virtual reality amidst many other virtual realities, yep. right? So how did you come to this ex- this realization, or how did you, like, tell me about the way you see it, or how you came to it? Yeah, the, so the nexus for me was a book by Richard Bach called Illusions. Yeah. And it's um, kind of a, a folk tale about him meeting a spiritual master who, teaches him to walk on water and swim through the land and um, for me at the time I took it real literal and started to inquire for myself what what is this reality if if it's possible to sort of warp or redefine what we understand scientifically about the physical world Um, and that's you know so far like everything I've said is just about the physical world. Yeah. So I think it's important if we're gonna talk about reality yes. that we separate out some of the, um, the buckets, if you will, in which we can compartmentalize mm-hmm. some of the content that we're gonna discuss. So there's the, the physical reality, mm-hmm. right? There's a mental reality, there's, um, there's the emotional reality, there's a spiritual reality, there's some kind of energetic reality which may be 
linked with the spiritual reality or yeah. any one of those. Yeah. There's definitely like overlayments, but the I think the three that are most important for us to talk about because they're conscious are the physical, the emotional, and the mental. Mm -hmm. And from there, um, I think the the one that feels maybe the most elusive mm -hmm. to most people, including myself, is the emotional. Mm -hmm. um, it's the one that is sort of more like a barometer or um, it's like my, my control panel. My yeah. emotions give me a lot of feedback and information about yeah. how I'm interacting with the what's actually happening. Yeah. But the what's actually happening, I think, can be pretty well defined by what we're perceiving, our mental reality, and what we're experiencing in terms of the physical reality. Like we can both agree that this table is hard, um, and you know, and the, and the surroundings around us, we can point to those things and say glass, water, yeah, table, yeah. And I think that's helpful because it it defines a shared reality. Mm -hmm. I think mentally also we can, we, you know, we're using language, which is mm -hmm. a, a mental, total mental construct. Right. So I read that book. I want to say it was probably 16 years old, 17 years old. And it definitely defined the next you know, decades of my pursuits in, in a lot of ways. Mm. I kind of wish someone would come into my life that would have that level of play and um, disruption to my own mm -hmm. limitations or, or illusions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's interesting is like there's, there's the mental reality, there's the emotional reality, there's the physical reality, there's a spiritual reality. And what I find as I've gone deeper into this is that they're all interconnected. They all affect each other, mm -hmm. right? So it's like I'm seeing something physically, but how I'm feeling emotionally, where I am mentally, where I am spiritually, whatever that even means. But like all of these things are interwoven. So that's what really kind of has gotten me down this, what we call like, you know, the, the proverbial rabbit hole is, and I know people who've exploring quantum physics have gone this thing where it's like, you see something and then it's like, well, the observer and the observed are one. So my acts of, my act of observation is changing what I'm observing, mm -hmm. right? So what am I actually observing? You know, is there any objective reality? What is your, what is your perception of that? Uh, it's like, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's like you're always in a relationship. If, yeah, I think, so I think that uh, there's a limitation to embodying mm -hmm. the, our physical human bodies mm -hmm. that would say, no, there's no objective reality from this perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm taking a risk by being, by giving a firm answer. Yeah. Right. So I think no, mm -hmm. if we're, if our awareness is locked into this six foot one, 175 pound sack of meat yeah however uh, you know we have the ability with our imagination to um, to cast our attention beyond this physical limit yeah and I think when we do that we can touch the stream that is objective mm -hmm. that is if you will the truth mm -hmm. um, think that we're still coming from this limited perspective even when we're out there yeah. and I think that even though we're touching the river we can't ever know it completely yeah communicate it mm -hmm. fully I mean, yeah. we can we can attempt yeah so I think there's a 
there's an impossibility that happens there. Like I, I would say that's impossible. Like it's impossible to objectively experience this experience. And that I think that's what we're here to do. What we're here to do is the impossible thing, which is communicate my experience of that objective reality uh-huh. or the subjective reality from, from my own perspective, uh-huh. which ultimately does put a layer of uh, identifying the objective shared reality of what that, what that thing is. Uh-huh. And it feels like what, what's, what we're tapping into, which you talked, I mentioned, I watched the YouTube video that you did earlier today, and you were talking about this great quote from Einstein, Imagination, I believe the exact word is imagination is more important than knowledge. Yes. Right? Yeah. So that, to me, that's what I'm, I'm coming to the brink of, I feel like. And my exploration is like, this is just imagination. Right? Virtual reality, someone imagined it, or a group of people imagined it, and made this an imaginary world that someone else steps into, yeah. and, they're, and they're playing that imaginary world. Yeah. You know? So it's like, we, if we start to realize that everything is our imagination, then this freedom opens up to imagine whatever we want and to create whatever we want. And this is where I think it becomes a spiritual, what the technological, the scientific becomes a spiritual, they all, all becomes one thing mm-hmm. where, you know, the mystical realization is that I am one with God, I am one with creation, with the creator. So I think we're awakening to becoming one with creation. Yeah. And then we can create everything that was possible to create. And, um, yeah, I just had my mind just got. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, I think it is, that's it, it, necessary, right? It's necessary for your mind to go sort of. It I, is like necessary. You, you, did, you did this and it as sort often of felt as possible. like. Yeah, it sort of felt like <laughs> what you did was like the fruit of your mind went and like you're revealing the inside out. And yeah, I think that that's the perspective mm-hmm. that we that we get to whenever mm-hmm. we're talking about this. I mean, yeah. the layers on which we're talking about it are, you know, the conscious, and then we've got the subconscious mm-hmm. and the superconscious. Mm-hmm. And I think that each one of those are places you can sort of rest and attempt to view the world through. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. So is this, do you feel like this has benefited you in your life, like exploring, go, delving into virtual reality? The technology? Yeah, why don't you explain a little bit about what you've been delving into? Sure. And then how is, has it, so two questions, what have you been delving into and has it benefited you in your personal life? Yeah, sure. The, um, it started, so if you watch the YouTube talk, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just reference for the folks here, it was a Creative Mornings talk where I talked about how I got into virtual reality last May, so May of 2017. And in just, just that, then you got into it. Yeah, okay. I actually got in. I mean, I did the talk in 2017. Yeah, in May of 2017. Yeah, I was introduced to virtual reality for the first time in December of 2016. So it was uh, a pretty deep dive into what was possible mm-hmm. with the medium. Mm-hmm. And um, in February, I bought my own rig, and and then I started to just explore whatever was there. Right, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to give me the poo poo platter and let me taste a little bit here and a little bit there and so it, it, so it's worth watching the talk because I broke my ankle I'm an athlete it totally changed yeah. my life to have that fall the the next thing that occurred for me was well uh, like what do I want to contribute if I'm if I'm not gonna go play sports mm-hmm. uh, what what could be my contribution to the business world to um, like how can I have a mass impact was a big question that I mm-hmm. have how can I touch more than just the people around mm-hmm. me? And um, 
as a filmmaker and a game designer, I've always been looking for that happy medium where I can take people on a journey mm-hmm. that um, that they then end up contributing to. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first time I made my documentary film, first film that I made, as I was editing it, I realized I was slowly um, baking it or cauterizing it. Like the the thing that for me, which was fluid, mm-hmm. was becoming still and immovable and it meant that I was going to give you something that was finished mm-hmm. right it's my finished product but for me it no longer lived it was no longer alive and so you might experience it for the first time and it would be alive for you in the first viewing but then it's not replayable it's not it doesn't have that same kind of feel of participation yes so that's what I then lean toward gaming and game yeah. design so that yeah. I could say here's an, a world yeah. participate Right yeah. now, you're interacting. Now you yeah. become the story, and now the story is replayable infinitely because it doesn't matter who's playing it. So there's going to be a, something new that happens. Right? I have a question. Yeah. Can the game evolve with the player? Uh, so in the metaphor of the movie, or no? The like literally, like I, it seems like so in the movie. I take out you're saying like you're just you can't participate. Yeah. And that that's frustrating for me actually. I kind of want to get in there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the same movie. It's like you what is interesting is though if you if you're at a different place in your life, you'll see the movie differently. So it is always different in that yeah. in that way, but yeah. obviously that what you're seeing, you know, the words and everything are the same. So, but then a game you you're participating. Yeah. And it it seems like it's almost like a little bit of like what's happening, I feel like it's like it's almost like a conversation where there's a game I'm playing the game, and in playing the game, I sort of evolve the game, or like by by engaging in an app, the app evolves. Numbers there could be like a 2.0, or there could be, you know, it's like it's, yeah. it's really interesting. I, th- I think it's an interesting question. I'd like to come back to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because the so what happened for me when I started putting the headset on, when yeah. I started the research by participation. Yeah. Was. Um, I started to realize that some of the abilities that I had in the games, yeah. when I was fully embodying my presence in the in the virtual environment, and then I would take the headset off, and then I would put the headset back on, and this was over days, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't like I took the headset on, take yeah. off, like in a, in an immediate moment. Yeah, I'm going in and out, and then I'm driving a car, and then I'm having a yeah. conversation, and then I'm eating breakfast, yeah. and I'm sleeping, and I'm doing yeah. all the things that I do in my life. I started to realize that I was questioning my own senses, I was questioning my own perception yeah. of reality. Yeah. And what actually happens for me in VR is you start to in or I started to enhance my sense of awareness about um, the the virtual reality, but then it, that particular skill or that particular muscle started to be present in my everyday reality so uh, my awareness got broader the colors were more vivid Mm -hmm. language was more interesting to me Mm -hmm. interactions were deeper I mean all of a sudden I had like woken something up yeah that it may have been just excitement about the medium but I do think the medium itself um, because it's embodied presence as a participant in the space means I'm gonna be more aware of what I'm actually doing with myself versus watching something passive where I'm sitting and I'm not embodied and I'm not 
a participant mm -hmm. or controlling something on a screen that's out there mm -hmm. in my awareness I'm going that's there even if it's first person it's still limited mm -hmm. right and so when I take this on and I'm actually putting reality around me and I'm participating in another reality mm -hmm. then when I come in and out of that virtual reality mm -hmm. this real reality brings with it that level of attention participation mm -hmm. and it's for me it's like there's a sense of realizing that I slash we are, are programmed in a whole variety, a whole like you could say conditioning or programming or you know in a, in a lots and lots of different ways and then I'm interfacing with another program sometimes you know on a computer or sometimes in a person <laughs> sometimes in a you right. know in an environment so it's like this the program and yeah there's this, there's conditioned programming interacting interfacing with other conditioned programming and it's like if I can learn the program then um, then there's this, this freedom to know it's just like a it's like an empowerment mm -hmm. to how to navigate it and be aware of it and what I'm learning what I'm realizing in myself is I become aware of my programming and my conditioning there is the potential to to recondition myself mm -hmm. to reprogram myself mm -hmm. and I think that's what I'm really excited about it's like that real awareness of like oh this is just a program I have now I'm aware of the program and I actually can recode it yeah. Right. So it's like create. It's like the game is like this is the same game as that. It's like games within games. You know, like yeah, for sure. virtual realities within virtual realities. Yeah. So, so that's that, where I think the, these layers, looking at your conscious layer, your subconscious layer, and then this super conscious layer. Mm -hmm. Right. So one of the things you just said was um, like changing my own program. Yeah. And I think that that it's important to note like where that programming is happening. Yeah. Is it happening consciously? Is it happening outside of my conscious awareness? Uh -huh. Is it happening by some other force that is that 